The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, June the 2nd. We are going to break down a top five, top 25, under 25 with Cody Benjamin coming up on the podcast. More lists because that's what the offseason is. We do list, 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 including maybe we'll talk to uh, Sam Monson about PFF's top 100 players in the NFL. Excited to do that. That's the only top 100 list I've really seen out there on the Internet this offseason, nor is it the only one I care to talk about. Um, any other ones? Irrelevant, erroneous, terrible. Don't care about them. Also, the uh, triplets. Uh, Jared Dubin does his triplets post. Best, I think it's quarterback, wide receiver, and, and running back. for, uh, And then ranks him across the board of the NFL. We'll talk to him about that. In the feed, there should be a two-part mailbag, maybe, or maybe a Memorial Day mailbag. Make sure and check that out. And if you're watching on YouTube, like the video and leave us a comment and tell us your favorite player. You know, It could be your most underrated player under the age of 25. So can't 25 or younger that you like in the NFL, leave us a name and uh, we will I don't know, pick something out and give you a rope hat or something. I got a bunch of them around here. I also want to let you know about what's on CBS Sports HQ this week. As always, CBS Sports HQ is the network to start your sports news day at 8 a.m. Eastern with morning buzz, an hour of highlights, news, and all the days need to know. And come back or leave us on all day at 6 p.m. where we break down all the night's action and release dozens of picks from the best analysts and cappers in the sports world. And this week, well, this week is a fun one. The K. Golazzo crew will be in Denver reporting all week on the CONCACAF Nations League and all things U.S. men's national team. And our pal, maybe. At this point, Pete Prisco will be on HQ talking about Sam Monson's top 100 players in the NFL that he posted on PFF. Uh, Pete's just aggregating the list, I think. That was on Tuesday, but something tells me we'll be talking about it all week. And of course, we'll have Paul Mayweather coverage, college football recruiting updates, Belmont Stakes Mix, and all things hockey and NBA playoffs. How to watch HQ, it's easy. Go to your Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV, really most connected TVs, and look for the CBS Sports app. Fire it up, check out HQ, the only 24-7 free streaming sports network. Woo! Cody Benjamin, what's up, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm just sitting back enjoying that. I mean, you really knocked that one out of the park, I think. Um, you. You're wearing a, a nice yellow shirt, bringing the sunshine for, for June. Oh, and, say, um, Hubie, Hubie Petit Memorial Foundation. Long live the kid, Hubie Petit. A buddy of mine who died in college, tragically, was one of the a very um, – uh, it's almost impossible to put into words how, uh, how exuberant a personality he was, and so people like to remember him. I, I feel like – I mean – I feel he, like you, you he gave energy. Don't be sad about you. No, that, that's what I'm saying. You, I feel like you, you did a good job representing the energy on the announcements. And um, no, I, I'm glad to be here. I feel like the list, top 25, under 25, um, it's a real test for for seeing who can read the intro paragraphs because, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's just really one where you know you've got people that are. You well, know, let's, cons- let's get that clear first of all, because as I, it is, if you are, you have to be under 25. Under twenty five, and I and I said it at um, the the first um, the first week of the season, so September 9th. That's Ooh. officially when the twenty twenty one season begins. 
And so it doesn't matter if you if you turn 25 in week two. Um, it doesn't like you you have to be under 25 when the season officially begins. September um, 9th. I I think Sean Wagner McGuff, who did this uh, article before you, before Sean. Uh, Got, got fired for ranking Doug Peterson too low on a top 10 coaches list. Um, I think that he did it like as of the writing of this article, which he did. This is a better, this is a better idea because Sean I just think this, Sean's just picking this arbitrary date in the middle of the summer. People are going to, people might see this in week one or week two, you know, they'd see it closer to the season or in August and be like, well, he's not 25 yet, but you know, so this makes more sense. Cody, you have already exceeded anything Sean ever did. Uh, in, in his football career um, at CBS. I, I just look at it like, so the same way we evaluate like free agents or, I mean, some people do this where you're looking at, are you signing this guy? He may be, you know, he may be 29 when you sign him in free agency, but you're always, you're always looking ahead to the season. So this guy's going to be 30 by the time his contract's up, whatever. So, you know, this season, 2021 season, you got to be under 25. And that excludes a lot of guys who, who I'd still consider to be young, um, but they're just, they're right over the threshold. And so, uh, there, there's a spot in the story where it includes guys who, who just missed, they were just too old and guys who maybe next year will be in there. Um, but yeah, so that's the cutoff. And I think it actually works pretty nicely because, um, why 25? Well, if you look at most guys come into the NFL at about 2021 and their contracts start out four to five years. And so it's right around that point where guys are normally going into their second contracts. And so if you want to look at it, not in all cases, but in most, it, it also works as kind of a ranking of guys on their rookie deals. Um, sure. And so, uh, yeah, it works nicely that way as well. Yeah, you, you sort of look at it like who's might be most likely to get paid because of their you know, sure. situation as a rookie and all that. Uh, do you have any – do you remember any specific guys who were who were like, oh, this guy would be obvious except he turned – oh, just too old. There we go. That's the list right there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, already 25, doesn't count. Would be number one on the list. Was number one on Sean's list before. Duh. Um Dodged a pretty glad Deshaun Watson's twenty five. That makes that makes your life easier this off season. Not having yeah, to, um, and, and again, some of these guys they may be you know somebody might be listening and be like, wait a second, I know this guy's twenty four. Just remember, like they they're going to be twenty five when the season starts. And so yeah, like Josh Allen, a guy like that, he'd probably be. I think he would have been number he would have been number three for me behind Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and sure. uh, he would have been three. Uh, so yeah, there's a bunch of guys that are. You know, well, they're very young. Allen, I mean, Allen turned 25 on May 21st. So he's, you know, I mean, he wouldn't have made the yeah. cut. But, but I'm sure there's somebody out there um, who, you know, who, I mean, I don't know their, all their birthdays, but, you know, one of these guys is going to be 24 as somebody is listening. But no, 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 no. Yeah. Their birthday is in August. They would, yeah. they don't qualify. Just trying to be consistent. I think guys like uh, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, those are all guys that would have definitely made it. Um, you know, those are the ones that stand out to me. Obviously, the quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Mahomes. But, yeah, I think Miles Garrett would have been way up there. Nick Chubb probably would have made the, the top ten as well. What's uh, What's interesting about this is that, you know, there's a pretty clear delineation here, and it should be fairly obvious to anyone is – 2017 draft like that's basically the 2000 you know there's some you know uh bradley chubb drafted uh yeah what my point being is that some of these guys are a little bit older than their in their draft class and that that factors in as well uh but for the most part that's the 2017 draft class and um you know that was uh, looks like it's going to end up being a historically good 
draft class. Certainly, these things can can twist and, and turn, and and players can struggle after you know a good start to the year, but or good start to their careers. But Miles Garrett, Jamal Adams, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, Marshawn Lattimore, Deshaun Watson, Marlon Humphrey, Tre'Davious White, and T.J. Watt. Ryan Ramchek, that's just in the first round. Buda Baker, Dalvin Cook, tons of good guys in that draft class, which probably made your job a little bit harder to put the list together, right? Yeah, I think, honestly, um, so if we were just talking about the guys that that make the cut age-wise, I think there's a pretty, like, solid top 10 to top 12 where you're, you're, you're sure those guys are locks or they will be. And then after that, there's, like, a this huge pool, kind of like when we talk about quarterbacks. There's, like, these elite quarterbacks, then there's a, a huge section where there's like guys that are kind of good. They can be great. Or, you know, you can kind of really just nitpick and put guys ahead of each other. And I think from like 12 to 15 on, there's a big, I mean, we'll get into it, but I think even at the back end here, the 25, 24, 23, you could very easily swap them out for a dozen guys and it would, it would still work um, because yeah, there is, there's a lot of talent um, and a lot of guys that, that should be getting paid over the next few years let's look at um the just missed and maybe next year list aka the large swath of honorable mentions if you had to pick one guy from either of these two groups and you have a lot of them like you, you, ronald jones is on there and i don't think that you know and what you're doing is you're doing your due diligence you're not saying ronald jones was right. dangerously close to being a top 25 player but you're trying to find the best players under that age uh, if you had to pick somebody from this list based on how you think they'll play in 2021 who will jump up and make it into that top 25 next year and you got to be a little careful because you know Darius Slayton will be 25 yeah. uh, who would you who would you go with uh, from this group of guys well I know of the guys that didn't make it do not say Jalen Hurts I'm not don't worry I'm yeah. not going there I I mean the thing is I I tried to like I feel like these lists um the the just missed and the maybe next year they're pretty extensive like it's a big block of names and yet there's still people coming at like saying, Hey, what about this guy? What about, cause there are a lot of guys. Um, honestly, the, the position group that jumps out to me, that was the hardest to kind of pull people from and leave people off was wide receiver. And so at 25, um, like I, I think you can make a, a very good case, um, for T Higgins for CD lamb. I got a couple people mentioned CD lamb. Where's he at? I think Jerry Judy. I mean, if he cleans up the drops, he's, you know, he's already a really good route runner. I think Gabriel Davis could step. I mean, I don't want to, I guess, you know, give you 10 names when you're asking for one. But I mean, but I mean, I think all those guys are are very much worthy of. And depending if you like Juju or DJ Chark more, I just see a little maybe more upside with some of those other guys. Um, but I, if I had to replace number 25 right now with another one of these guys, it'd probably be, I'd say, T. Higgins or CeeDee Lamb. Um, those are probably guys I'm looking at. CeeDee Lamb was the name that really jumped off to me, mainly because I was I thought CeeDee Lamb was the third best player in the draft class when he when he was taken, uh, and that he you know really deserved to. And, and, but the problem is, you know, he's, he's sharing targets with Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott goes down, and so maybe the production wasn't quite there. I think he's a pretty good bet to make it on this list next year, particularly if the Cowboys end up moving on from either Gallup or Amari Cooper yeah. next offseason. And so when you were doing this in you know June of 2022, you're thinking, all right, C.D. Lamb is maybe the one in in Dallas, depending on who they move on from. You know, maybe they send Gallup to an extension and, and Lamb is the true number one there. Coop, you know, he, he could even be better than Cooper. We'll see. That third year for him certainly could be um, a, a big year. Next year could be big as well. The two, the one that I think you, you might have messed up on, 
Makai Becton. Okay. Makai Becton, I think, needs to be on the list. He's a beast. Uh, and, and, and like, I, it's hard because you want to be, you want to have some positional versatility. I'm probably getting rid of your boy, Miles Sanders or Josh Jacobs, but they're really good players. Yeah. And no. you, you do want to have running backs on there. You know, you don't want to have just no running backs. I might dump Roquan Smith, who's I loved as a player coming out of Georgia, but I'm just not sure there's something missing that hadn't clicked quite yet with him. He'll be 25 next year. So he'll be off anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm finding a way to get, Beckton on there, maybe yeah. finding a way to get Je- uh, Jedrick Wills on there, but it is a list of twenty-five dudes. It's hard to it's hard to put together. Yeah, I think you're in you're right in that territory where again, I'm not you know I'm here to defend the list in some way, but I, I'm also like very like those last ten and beyond are so amendable that uh, honestly, the one guy that I almost um, wish was was taken off is Josh Jacobs, and that's not a slight to. Raiders fans, and you can make the case for Miles Sanders too, but I just, um, where today's NFL is going, I mean, the, the bell cow, like bruising running back who, who doesn't give you a ton in the passing game, like, I don't know, I, I could definitely see a scenario where like two to three years from now, Josh Jacobs is Todd Gurley um, in terms of ca- career value. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, long term, I think, I, I honestly think even Derek Brown, the defensive tackle from Carolina, I mean, I think you could slot any of those guys in there. For sure. And the thing with Brown that I was going to add, I, that was going to be the next point I made is sometimes it's tough. So you have DJ Moore at 17 here and Brian Burns at 18. You don't want to put five Panthers on there. You don't yeah. want the list to be 25% Panthers or you know, 40% Panthers. I mean, that's not going to work. And I think you, know, you had Quinton Williams on here. So you're thinking, all right, the Jets suck. Do I really want to have two Jets players on this list? It, yeah. it's, hard. I mean, it's hard, hard to balance that. I, I think also – you know, you put DJ Moore on here at age 24, you know he's not going to be on there next year. And so it's a little shot. It, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a little yeah. Miles Sanders. So you're getting them on there while the, their last shot to get on there. And then you rotate in guys who are younger after maybe another season of proving themselves. That's, you know, there, there's plenty of thinking that goes into that. I'm sure people were hot and bothered about this list. Maybe more so than Pete's top 100. Honestly, the reception has been like tame compared okay. to what, like I, I thought it would be worse. It's mostly people the, the people who are angriest are the ones who who didn't and i'm not you know i'm not trying to throw them on it they didn't read the the intro the people were like Where's Holmes? right right or there's no way lamar jackson's on there and josh allen shouldn't be and i agree i'm, I'm with you it's just not the list and so read the list people lamar jackson um, 24 it'll be 24 when the season starts that's how yeah it but but um, i do think yeah you make an interesting point about like there's a limited time where these guys can fit on this list and so you know, some of those guys, they can't be on the under-25 list next year, and they are one of the best players right now. And also in the intro, you mentioned you didn't put any rookies on there either. they got to have a full season of NFL work to, to get in there because if you were putting rookies in there, you're, you're probably putting Trevor Lawrence on this list. You know, yeah. I don't know how high he is. I don't think he's above Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson or anything, but he's probably in the top 10 just in terms of if you were evaluating where he would go. Yeah. Al Pitts too, you know. I mean – if you were yeah. evaluating where those guys would go, like as a trade scenario, right? Would the Raiders trade Josh Jacobs yes. for Trevor Lawrence? Why, yes. Yes, they would trade Josh Jacobs for Trevor Lawrence, you know? Um, would the Giants trade Saquon Barkley for Trevor Lawrence? I believe they would. So that, that yeah, yeah. Tough too, I, think. I, I think you could include him, honestly. I mean, because this, what I tried to do was combine. Um, past performance with projection and then a little bit of positional value. So it's a big medley of like, if you've been good for three seasons, that's great. 
Um, but if your future outlook is, is even better, that's great. And it also helps if you, like you're saying, if you play quarterback instead of running back or, you know, punter. So, um, yeah, it's, it's trying to, it's a, it's a blend, but yes, I think Trevor Lawrence would be there. Kyle Pitts, probably Jim. I mean, Jamar Chase, maybe, I think he could slide in there instead of T Higgins at the end or something. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, it all depends on the situation. It depends on how they perform in their rookie season. And it's, you know, it's hard for tight ends and wide receivers to adjust in the NFL sometimes, although it's been a little bit easier. Let's look at the list now. Top. Uh, we'll, we'll look at 11 through 25, and then we'll, we'll take a break and look at top 10. When I look at this, I, again, I think Josh Jacobs too high. I like Chase Claypool being on there, Tremaine Evans. I think Miles Sanders is too high. I think Antoine Winfield might be too low. Quinn, Devin White might be too low at 19. I, I don't know that I would definitely have DJ Moore on here if it were my list. Same, I said Ray, Rokon Smith. Um, which, uh, which, which one did you feel out of this group 11 to 25 was probably going to be your most controversial ranking or inclusion? Um, you're just talking about the back end, 11 to 25? Yeah, yeah. So, like, sure. Yeah, when you were putting the list here, you're like, oh, Saquon, people are going to be mad. Saquon's too low or Saquon's too high. How, you know, I, I don't know if it's him or somebody else. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly think Saquon was the most polarizing and, and also just a weird spot to try and put him in because, you know, on one hand, if he's healthy, he's still like, even if he plays running back, he's just a freakish like athlete. I mean, the, his build, his size, his speed, his power, like he does change games and, and not as much as obviously quarterbacks, but, you know, a healthy Saquon Barkley, it's just tough to look at the athleticism and say, this guy's not one of the top 25 under 25 players. but He's also coming off a year where he averaged under two yards a carry before he blew out his knee. Um, he's he plays running back. I mean, like he could be good this year. He might not be. Like, I think that that was kind of just one of the most polarizing ones. Like Roquan Smith, another one you mentioned him. Like, the numbers are there when he's healthy, but he's an inside linebacker. He's missed some time. Um, I don't know if it's like I, I think he's a good player for his position, but you could probably. Are you otherwise? And then DJ Moore, I mean, I know you mentioned him. I just think, and I put this in the story, like if DJ Moore played for the Chiefs or the Ravens or something like that, I think we'd be talking about him like a top 10, top 12 receiver um, because he's he's been catching passes from from Kyle Allen, from Teddy Bridgewater, and he quietly puts up numbers. And so just like him as a prospect, a, a physical specimen at receiver. And so, yeah, I kind of like that one. Okay, yeah. That's a, that. That seems to certainly work. I mean, again, I'm you know I'm not trying to blast your list. I, no, you're you're being gentle with me. I mean, get if there's one that you don't like, I mean, come on. No, I mean these are these are yeah, all okay. You know, the, the hard part is, and again, are you, you know, are you trying to if Saquon Barkley comes back and looks like he did as a rookie, he's going to look like he was too uh, too low on the list. It wasn't yeah. high enough. Yeah, I'm taking Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs off, and I, I understand you want to have some inclusion of running backs, but the, for me. Those guys are compared to a guy like, like there's if the Raiders called the Jets and said, We'll trade you Josh Jacobs from Makai Becton. Yeah. Joe Douglas asked if it's the jerky boys on the other line. Like, is this a prank? Is this a now, joke? You want, that's an underrated right there, a callback there. Jerky boys. You like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the same thing with the Eagles, right? If they called um Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They called and and uh, would you like to give up Derek Derek Brown for for Miles Sanders? The Panthers are like, what? I'm sorry, who is this? I mean, most of those guys on the just missed list, um, like 
uh, I don't know. Like even the Panthers call and offer Jeremy Chin. I mean, Howie Rose was going to think of, I mean, there's think so many guys. It, a yeah. Pull I mean, that's what I'm, immediately old Jeremy Chin from Miles Sanders. That's what I'm saying. I mean, even like, uh, even if you got a, another running back, like a Cam Akers, who's younger, I mean, the benefit is there. I, I would, if I could redo the list, I'd take Josh Jacobs off at least. And then um, put one of those receivers in. I'd Acton or Derek Brown or one of those receivers to put in there. Right. Yeah. Right. That seems that seems to be accurate to me. I mean, look, it, again, it's a subjective list. It's your choices. You know, different things go into it. And okay, so so I could have put Jalen Hurts on there. You put Jalen. Nah, I'm just I'm just. You kidding. want to? Not yet. So next year, is there any chance in your mind Jalen Hurts is on the list? Oh, uh, sure. I don't think that's crazy. I mean, I don't How think. What percentage chance? No, we don't have this fancy. We don't have to. Fifteen percent chance he's a top that's twenty-five, fair. under twenty-five player. It also depends on how many guys cycle out and what this rookie class looks like. Right. And how Herbert backs up his rookie season. You know, I mean, Lamar Jackson will be off the list next year. He'll be 25. We mentioned Josh, uh, Miles Sanders off the list, DJ Moore off the list. There'll be a bunch of dudes moving off the list. Yep. Roquan Smith off the list. Saquon Barkley off the list, I think. So, yeah, it's possible. I don't think it's likely based on how I, how I expect Jalen Hurts to play. And I think there's a better chance of Tua Tungavailoa making a leap with what they've got around him sure. and that Dolphins team, then I think there is a, a Jalen Hurts making a leap. Cam Akers, to me, looks like a guy who will be on this list next year. Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Everett-Dulaire could all make it if they have big second years. And I, to, I expect more of them. CeeDee Lamb, I think, will be locked on there. Brandon Ayuk is a guy that who missed that, that wouldn't be on the list right now, but he had a really good rookie season. And Noah Fant, too. I mean, you know, these guys, depending on how this, the season plays out, what might look like obvious mistakes not to be on the list coming into 2021, but that's not necessarily on you. You have to work with what you've got and then a bit of projection. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, the top 10, top 25, under 25. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, so the top top 10, Cody Benjamin's top 25, under 25. That's a lot to say. Let's They... Uh, at, First glance, I believe there's what three wide receivers, two pass rushers, and four quarterbacks plus one cornerback. You can do that math right at number 10. AJ Brown. I would argue that AJ Brown should be higher, but then you start to go down the list and you're wondering who is AJ Brown ahead of? You actually have Justin Jefferson as the highest ranked wide receiver out of this group at number seven, DK Metcalf at number nine and AJ Brown at 10. This will sound insane. 
I'm taking AJ Brown on all three of those guys. I mean, AJ Brown is maybe a top five player for me in the NFL in terms of like, not, not, not overall player, but like how I like top five yeah. favorite player for me in the NFL. I think even him being top 10 on this list, like the public perception of AJ Brown probably isn't as good as it should. Like he, he deserves more attention. Um, if you just look at what he's done in the short time he's been in the NFL. And I think maybe part of it is because he plays for the Tennessee Titans and, you know, he's, some might say he's kind of second fiddle to Derrick Henry in that offense. Um, but yeah, he gives you, he gives you everything. He's got the size. He can be a, a short area target, a, a big play threat. I think the receivers here, even though Justin Jefferson is three spots ahead of AJ Brown, I think that all three of those receivers, I mean, you'd, you'd pay a premium to have any of them and they could all be your number one receiver. I think the difference between them is, is actually pretty small. Um, it's just like, what are you, what are you looking for? I mean, AJ Brown gives you the, the physicality, but if you want like a, just a, a, a literal monster, I mean, a physical monster, DK Metcalf's your guy. If you want just a pure like playmaker, I, I mean, I'm looking at Justin Jefferson. So I mean, Justin Jefferson had 1,400 receiving yards last year as a rookie. That's great. That's just a huge I mean, I know he got like, like attention, but I think yeah, it was an incredible rookie season. I mean, he not only gave them – Playing, like for, playing for a team that has Mike Zimmer as a head coach, so you're not exactly wheeling and dealing the ball around, although the, the Vikings defense stunk last year, and Kirk Cousins threw probably more than Mike Zimmer would want. So if the defense gets better, maybe there's some regression statistically for Jefferson, but he very clearly established himself as a top player in the league. Well, when they when they drafted him, it was almost as if they were pivoting from, like they had the, the big play threat in Stephon Diggs, and by trading Stephon Diggs, it almost seemed like drafting Justin Jefferson was this uh, lean further into the run game and the short passing game because Justin Jefferson coming out, if you remember, everyone was talking about him as more of just a slot guy. He wasn't going to be your outside number one. And then he came in, he replaced Stephon Diggs' production. He gave them the swagger that Stephon Diggs brought to that offense. And so just a home run pick, and it looks like, I mean, it will be a home run for them for a while. He was actually 45th overall on uh, Pete Prisco's top 100 list, which we, we joke about beats the top 100 list that we like to watch sometimes. DK Metcalf came in at 39. And let's see, where, he, where do you have A.J. Brown? Hard to find. Oh, 72. So Prisco actually agrees with you in terms of those. Uh, sure. Those, well, no, you had Jefferson ahead. And, and, and that's fair. I mean, DK, DK's been – I mean, it feels like we're almost selling DK Metcalf short. They're point. all good. They're all really good. Um, he's such an DK's such an animal. I mean, he it, it also feels like he's young, he's older. Is it feel it does. like 24, you know? Which yeah, he feels like a good 27 because of his body in it. But that's another thing, too. I mean, if you want to nitpick and like why is this guy ahead of the other, Justin Jefferson is 22, DK Metcalf's 23, AJ Brown's 24. Now, does that mean a ton? I mean, maybe not, but it's something. So no, I mean, that matters. I mean, A.J. Brown will be off the list next year, and he's two years, you know. Yeah. A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf were drafted in the same year, and one's older than the other. And Justin Jefferson, as you mentioned, 22, is, is, that's what you want. You want a young guy with monster production. Um, and I'm sure it probably hurts your heart as Eagles fan to put that, because, you know, you're not, you're not putting I moved on. Jalen Rager. Oh, 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 yeah. Honestly, actually, I was thinking you were talking about D.K. Metcalf, because they passed on him as well. So, um Yes, I mean, at the time, you're thinking when the honestly, though, that was the justification for the Eagles drafting Rager over Jefferson was that they were banking on the big play 
over the slot option. And it, it turned out that Justin Jefferson is exactly what they were looking for. Um, mm, indeed. Yeah. That is a shame. All right. Uh, the pass rushers. You have Chase Young at six and Nick Bosa at four. I have no quibbles whatsoever. While we're talking to those guys, let's go ahead and mention the Jair Alexander. So four, five, six defensive guys. Bosa four, Jair Alexander five, Chase Young six. I'm not going to quibble with any of that because those guys are playing some great football. Alexander took a big leap forward last year and looks to be developing into an elite corner. Flies under the radar probably from a public perspective, but was excellent as a Pro Bowl, you know, third-year guy, 23 years old, in you know, for Green Bay last year. Chase Young and Nick Bosa, assuming health, are probably going to flirt with, I don't want to say Hall of Fame numbers, but geez, I mean, like they're that good, you know? Nick Bosa in his first year looked like a, a, just an, a pure all-pro, and you could argue that Bosa doesn't get hurt and miss 14 games last season if they're not forced to play 17. The, the 49ers had to play seven games in a row in MetLife Stadium for some ridiculous reason. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, the the case of you know why is Jair Alexander ahead of Chase Young? I mean, if you want to you know argue that, I mean, again, it's kind of when these guys can get on the list. I mean, he won't be there next year. And also I know corners can be kind of um, uh, streaky. I mean, you have guys who are, you know, cornerbacks are always getting beat regardless of whether they're good. Um, But I just think he's got the attitude. Like he, he, in addition to the production, he's got the attitude. And then why Nick Bosa over Chase Young? Um, Again, they're both really good. I think they're both going to be on like the path of like a TJ Watt where the sack numbers just keep going up. Um, but I have the numbers in there. I mean, if you look at just the, the, the stats between Chase Young and Nick Bosa rookie year, um, Nick Bosa had nine sacks to Chase Young's seven and a half, 16 tackles for loss to Chase Young's 10, 25 quarterback hits to Chase Young's 12. They're both really good. But I would still, I think, if you ask me right now, take Nick Bosa off the edge. Yeah, that's fine. And Chase Young, 20, is he turned 22? He just turned 22 and back in, yeah. well, born in 1999. That's when I graduated high school. That's depressing. Um, young Chase Young, I don't know that the seven and a half sacks necessarily are a good indication of really how terrible no. he was for Washington last year. You know, you talk about 12 quarterback hits, 10 tackles for loss. I mean, this is a guy that put together a, a very good statistical season, but just a dominant, like when you watch yeah. it, it is a dominant, dominant season. And I always think you can make the case, given his age, given what he did, that if you took quarterbacks off this list, and we would never do that because it's the NFL, but if you did a non you did a quarterbacks, quarterbacks under 25 and non-quarterbacks under 25, I think there's at least a case that Chase Young could be number one overall. I, I'm fine having him behind Nick Bosa and, and Jair Alexander. I think you want to split up the pass rushers a little bit too, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking elite defensive players. And if I were betting, I would probably bet that that you're correct in that it's more likely for Jerry Alexander to take maybe a step back than Bosa or Chase Young because it's just easier to – not easier to rush the passer, but you have more under your control, I think, when you're rushing the passer than you do maybe as a cornerback in terms of your performance. It's just so – yeah, I mean, you could probably – I don't know, take unless there's an injury, take it to the bank that Nick Bosa and Chase Young are going to be in the range of like double-digit sacks every year as long as they're healthy. Whereas they're going to, they're going to be pro bowl caliber players. If they play 15 to 16 games every year. 
And and Alexander, he may be good. He just might not. He, he's not going to intercept three, four, or five passes every year. He's going to. I mean, even the Jalen Ramseys like have their their down stretches. It's just it's easier well, to see at cornerback well, too. And part of the problem too is you know at, at pass rusher, yes, you can get double teamed, but you know you're not you're probably not getting double teamed every week at cornerback. Guys just won't throw at you. You know, right. <laughs> you'll like the better cornerback you are, the less throws you're usually seeing on a on a routine basis. And so that means your even though your production could be through the roof and on film it's very apparent that you're a great player, your statistics might not reflect the season that you necessarily had. So yeah. Um, all right. So about the quarterbacks, three guys at the top. Oh, four guys total. Joe Burrow number eight. Kyler Murray, number three, Justin Herbert, two, and Lamar Jackson, one. If Joe Burrow plays a full season last year and isn't destroyed by that terrible Bengals offensive line and Chase Young, frankly, um, where does he slot in with those other three guys? Yeah, Joe Burrow. So we talked about Saquon Barkley, and Joe Burrow was probably even more so like the toughest one because I think I changed at the last minute um, where Joe Burrow was going. I think I originally had him, I want to say at six, um, ahead of Justin Jefferson and maybe even Chase Young. I might have had him at five um, because it's it's more projection with him. I mean, if this were a draft, I mean, if they were redrafting players, I think we both agree that Joe Burrow's going ahead of Justin Jefferson, right? I mean, if you're if you're drafting yeah. based off positional value, so it's the, tough. I, like, only, so if you're drafting, are we doing redrafting that draft class or everybody under twenty? Well, just everyone here, and that throws a whole wrench in because you're not probably drafting Saquon Barkley at his current stage above some of those other guys, and and I think Joe Burrow goes earlier, but um, there's just still projection to a lot here because we only have 10 games to go off of. If you look at the numbers, like Joe Burrow was very impressive from a, a standpoint of like having poise behind that shaky offensive line. He put up good numbers, but compared to like Justin Herbert, they weren't, they weren't spectacular numbers. They were good. And I think everyone agrees he's going to be a good quarterback, but there's still a lot of projection there. But if he stays healthy, he plays up to par. I think he'd easily be like a top five, uh, you know, spot here. I, if if we were drafting all the guys here, I am at least ha- so. Let's say that I'm the I'm the number one. We have the number one draft pick. My team has the number one draft pick. I think that we're probably taking Lamar Jackson. But we are having a conversation about Justin Herbert. Yes, my, we are. I mean, we are yeah, having yeah. a lengthy conversation about Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson in my draft room, and if Lamar were just a little bit older, <laughs> like. Why, why can't you be 25, Lamar, to make this easier on me? Because I, like, I want to take Justin Herbert, but passing on Lamar Jackson, given what he's done and what he can do as a runner and his yeah. potential development as a passer, is feels almost impossible. I do think Herbert would be the number two guy. I would probably go Burrow three. But I understand, I understand what you're doing here because in the tricky spot you're in, Kyler had a really good year in 2020. There were some down stretches, and, and sometimes that offense looks more lethargic than it should be for a passer, yeah. a runner like he is. Um, but Joe Burrow suffered an ACL injury. You can't. I don't know if you could take him third with Kyler Murray sitting right there. You're talking about in a redraft. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about drafting in general. Anybody under 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. All players under 25 are released into free agency, and we have the number one overall pick. 
We're probably going Lamar, but thinking about Herbert. Then Herbert's almost definitely two. And then three for me is a toss-up between Kyler and, and uh, we're assuming nobody has a quarterback. Sure. It's a toss-up between Kyler and, and Burrow. I think I would go Burrow and then Kyler four. I don't know yeah. if these pass rushers or wide receivers reach. Chase Young would be close with Kyler, but I think you probably have to go Kyler. And then yeah. Young and, and Bosa are probably five and six for me. Yeah, in terms of quarterbacks. Yeah. In terms of quarterbacks, I don't think there's not a, a huge argument that or I think it's true that Kyler Murray right now, I mean, you're ranking them 25 under 25. Kyler Murray is a safer bet than Joe Burrow just because we have we have more of a resume for Kyler Murray. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that the number one, you'd have to consider Justin Herbert. I mean, everything that is there, the foundational pieces, and he's playing, honestly, if you look at the situations, I mean, you, you could, I guess, criticize some of the things the Ravens do, but – you look at the offensive line he had last year. You look at the play callers he had. You look at the whole situation. I mean, he showed smarts. He showed arm talent, and it was in a, a bad offseason uh, or, or on a bad supporting cast or worse, I guess, and abbreviated offseason as a rookie. Everything's there to say, yeah, you have to consider Justin Herbert. But right now, yeah, I mean, long term, I think Joe Burrow could make sense over Kyler Murray. Just right now, he's – He's still a dual threat. I think he could take care of the ball better. He could take care of himself better. The offense, like you said, is not necessarily living up to expectations. But he reminds me, I don't know if you see this comparison, obviously not in the size, but in the the mold and style of his play and the attitude, I think kind of of a young Cam Newton. Um, you know, can, Justin Herbert? No, um, Kyler Murray. Um, oh. Um, not the size, but I mean like – the way he throws, like he really rockets the ball in there um, and he can move, but there's still some question as far as like picking his spots to throw the ball. And um, I, I don't know, I, but I think again, Joe Burrow has a path to, to replacing him or going above. Yeah. I would take Burrow over Kyler, I think, but that that's just me. Kyler, look, Kyler's special in terms of his quickness. I, I just think Joe Burrow can move enough. Yeah. Justin Herbert, right? I mean, neither neither Burrow or Herbert or Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray in terms of their movement and their their they're using their legs. The thing with Herbert, man, four quarterbacks in NFL history have thrown more than 25 touchdown passes in the rookie season. It's Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, and then Justin Herbert. And Herbert shattered the record with 31 in just 15 games. Baker only, you know, only played in 14 and started 13. Russ and Peyton both had 16 full games. And the rules are easier, I get it, but Herbert. Herbert, Ryan Wilson always says this. Herbert was basically last year what you hope yeah. Trevor Lawrence will be this year, which is crazy. Yeah. You know? They've got comparable size. I mean, they've got uh, – I agree. And I, I always think, um, you know, someone was uh, – I did like a, an interview not too long ago, and someone asked, you know, how sure are we that Justin Herbert is the real deal? Because we've seen good quarterbacks – or quarterbacks we've called good – fizzle out before we've seen like they use Derek Carr as an example where he had like the 30 touchdown season, but the difference. And I thought of, you know, this off season, we saw Carson Wentz and Jared Goff traded. Those were guys a few years ago where you ask anyone and they say, well, yeah, they're definitely franchise quarterbacks. They had a hand in Super Bowl runs. They were in MVP conversations. The difference is, you know, Carson Wentz as a rookie was, he, he was promising, but he wasn't like great right out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff was horrible out of the gate. Derek Carr was fine, like promising out of the gate. 
they hit like year two or three and did this. Justin Herbert came out. He like he wasn't like wildly inaccurate and happened to throw 30 touchdowns like Jameis Winston. He had, I think it was 66% completion percentage, over 4,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 picks. Um, he's given you numbers like that Patrick, you would expect from like a Patrick Mahomes coming out his first year. So, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you can even say, and I wish I could work into StatHead faster. Uh, StatHead, of course, the PFR setup. But look, give me the numbers. Give me the numbers for Herbert again. What sixty? Let's say let's say sixty-five percent completions, thirty touchdowns. Yeah. How many passing yards? Do you have four thousand? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. So let's say four thousand passing yards. We're just trying to create a baseline for who fits into this and um, adjusted yards per pass attempt. He was at seven point six. We'll say seven. 0.5 because that's a that's a pretty stout number let's so again 30 more than 30 passing touchdowns more than 65 percent completions more than 4,000 passing yards and more than 7.5 adjusted yards per pass attempt not for rookies for anyone yeah let's get the results from our friends at stathead there have been like 46 seasons like this in the history of the nfl and when you run through them it is basically just a who's who of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And if you raise it, you could raise the floor, I think, um, or you could or you could lower the floor with the by changing the interceptions to 10 or less if you wanted. Um, yeah, there, there are ways you could adjust around it, but it's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning, Matt Ryan, Josh Allen, a bunch more Brady's, some Breeze, Dante Culpepper, no four. Oh, yeah. Kurt Warners, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. Uh, just, and here's, here's the difference. Marv. I mean, all these guys are – you're going to be Hall of Famers or or yeah. on on the path for Hall of Fame. I mean, this and they he's still, a rookie. They certainly didn't flame out at least you know right away. Most Correct. of them, and and the difference between if you're using a Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff as examples of guys who, close to their rookie years, look good. I don't think any of them have Justin Herbert's arm. Um, I don't think like the the physical skill set. That was the thing coming out too. Like, is Justin Herbert going to be a good enough leader? Like, can he handle the non-org like? Those were the questions, not the physical skill set. He already has that. Now he's shown he can do something with it. And so it, yeah. it was watching Herbert at Oregon. You thought, okay, but this guy has every every tool in the in the box that you need. The problem is, can he make those accurate throws? Can he yeah. work in the offense? And then all of a sudden, the Chargers just have an offense that works for him. So yeah, yeah it was wild, man. Uh, anyway, the, Justin Herbert, the, good player. The only reason that Lamar Jackson is ahead of him here, I think, is just because like. I mean, there's no comparison to the the electric athleticism. And we've seen in, in years past, like a Michael Vick. Three years of data with Lamar Jackson where yeah. I mean, his, you know, his, his approximate value as a player last year was higher than Justin Herbert's. And I won't say that Lamar Jackson is the guaranteed better quarterback for the long term because I think we've seen before, like a Michael Vick, he can do things that no one can do. And for that reason alone, he's must-watch TV. He gives your team a chance, but at the end of the day, like he still has to deliver as a quarterback and, and, you know, Lamar Jackson, I think he's a better quarterback than some people give him credit for, especially like they point to the playoff games. But for now, number one, again, he won't be on here next year, but for now, if you want a game changing player, he's your guy. I think you have to defer to Lamar Jackson who has gone uh, 24 and six in the last, and and in fact, he's gone 30 and five. 30 and seven, excuse me, as a starting quarterback yeah. in the NFL, he completes 64% of his passes. His, his passing yardage numbers are not skyjacked and his touchdowns regressed last year. 
that shouldn't yeah. be surprising. He was going to regress from the first ever 3,000, yes. 1,000 season. And, uh, but he certainly still can r- run the ball plenty. And if he develop, if he takes any sort of leap as a passer, look the bleep out. But he won't be on the list next year. There's a good chance Justin Herbert might be one, or maybe Joe Burrow will take him down. Either way, good work on the list. Cody Benjamin, great stuff as always. Thank you. You've been uh, an anchor here on the uh, the old Pick 6 podcast this all season. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. We're going to have to get a little, uh, you know, those little news clip uh, music things that come in, you know. Maybe I get a little uh, microphone. Great. I stand outside in the yard and pretend to be. I like I it. Know. Or at least we'll send you a Pick 6 podcast uh, hoodie or something. Do we have that? Oh, I'm seeing now. If you say that, I'm going to hold you to it or something. You're going to okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you can I'll pay it. for the shipping, Devo. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll find we'll get some kind of discount in in the store. I think we'll get it green Eagles green for you too. Uh, all right, buddy. Thanks as always. Thanks for having me.